The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, I mentioned the family connections that exist uh, between the US and Ireland. And of course, we know that the current uh, president, Joe Biden, has cousins uh, in Mayo and County Loud, and he is going to be visiting some of those cousins in the next uh, couple of weeks, uh, his visit happening uh, to our country. So we thought it was an opportune time to take uh, the political pulse of this country. And here, uh, helping me to do that is Jerry McDermott, who's executive director of the Irish Cultural Centre. Uh, Jerry, you're very welcome to our studio here in the Langham Hotel. And James Thank Pindle is national political reporter for the Boston Globe. James, it is uh, good to see you too, and uh, thanks a million for for uh, joining us. Um, if if I were to go out in the streets, James, and ask people, what what is the most pressing concern they have, the number one issue they have. If there was an election tomorrow, what would be the thing that motivates them to vote for a particular candidate? What, what are they likely to say? Well, the polls would suggest consistently for the past couple of years, it's still the economy. Uh, inflation has uh, lowered in terms of its percentage, uh, in, ter- in terms of rate, but it is a persistent worry. And there's consistent economic concerns uh, about whether or not we are headed towards another recession or not. Is my life better off than it was however many years ago or not? And and for many people, the answer is no, it has not been. Things are getting more expensive to to afford. Meanwhile, salaries, while they have gone up some, they have not caught up uh, with that. Locally on the ground, particularly in urban areas, housing is a major concern. Um, And then I think if you look at polling, which is a very fascinating thing for uh, people around the world, the number two issue in America, no matter what poll you look at, is the future of American democracy. Uh, they're, they're concerned about it. Uh, after, of course, the attacks on, in Washington on the Capitol Hill on January 6th, they're concerned about misinformation. They're concerned about uh, uh, people uh, 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 trying to dismantle the American experiment of democracy and what it means around the world. It is the number two issue. Uh, right mm. now, if you look at a poll, about a third say the economy, 20% say democracy. Now, of course, America has two main political parties. Uh, they change their minds in terms of what's more important. For Republicans and independents, it's the economy. For Democrats, it is the future of democracy. Then we go down to other issues. Um, you know, climate change is clearly a big issue. Gun violence is a big issue. Health care, uh, obviously, we still use a private uh, health care system in the United States, is still a big deal. Immigration is a big deal. And then I would say, I know this is a long answer, but I'm answering your question. No, it's interesting. Uh, I would think if you would ask the person on the street, uh, what is on your mind, uh, the answer would not be the economy. They would say it's the economy if you ask them in a poll question or if you're going to a ballot box. But the actual conversation in America is about culture. Uh, This is a dramatic shift from where we were even 20 years ago. Uh, uh, Wokeness, as we like to call it in America, um, gender... Uh, rights, uh, 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 a transformation after George Floyd's um, murder a few years ago about a deep conversation about race. And if there's a backlash to that, this is sort of with corporations or investments or whatever else, that is the driving narrative in America has been culture. Uh, It's driven a lot by cable news uh, in the United States and elsewhere. uh, But the everyday, what am I voting on? What do I care about? has been the economy. And, and when you say driven by cable news, which, which did come first, the chicken or the egg? You know, was it cable news 
identifying a change that was happening on the street and, and, and exploiting it and, uh, yes, amplifying it, absolutely. But, but it, it, it was there in the background, or did they create this monster? Well, what we saw after the, uh, during the Trump years, American politics changed in many ways. But one way it changed is it actually uh, changed the left, the liberals in America. Uh, they were able to see that the Republican Party and the right were moving more and more to the extreme, and they continued to move more and more to the extreme. And so a number of liberals were saying, basically, you know, this is, you know, I should go for it also. We saw, a, we're in a political realignment in America, which is a longer conversation, which we're not going to talk about. <laughs> but the rise of populism in America both brought birth to Donald Trump and to Bernie Sanders. And a, an insurgent left in America um, has also brought with it uh, a lot of conversation about equity and a lot of conversation about fundamentally restructuring society so it is better on race and better on gender. And we have a lot of conversation on transgender rights currently in America right now. So obviously part of the, that did come first. And then the backlash from cable news came second. Uh, Jerry McDermott, is there anything there, James, said that you'd necessarily disagree with? You're nodding along to quite a bit. Yeah, not, ne not necessarily. I, I, would, I would concur that um, Americans right now don't feel secure because when they hear Silicon Valley Bank um, going under and they hear that the feds are looking at several, that's the words they use, several other banks, it sends um, shivers down your spine because we all remember what happened here with 2007 and 2008. Uh, the, house, the economy collapsed, the housing crashed right after it. Um, so people are nervous, especially the baby boomers. If you look at our demographics, we have so many people that are in that um, age range. We call them baby boomers. They're ready to retire or they're retiring at a rate of you know, tens of thousands every day. Mm. And so they don't have time to save their nest egg and build a new nest egg. So if Wall Street tanks, they're looking at a, kind of a dismal future, you know, when they had pinned their hopes on having a lot of money saved and squirreled away for retirement. So I would, I would concur with James, certainly. And um, with the economy, still inflation. I, I know, for example, just here outside of greater Boston, there's a suburb called Dedham. Yeah. People will queue up, as you say. Uh, they'll wait in line for a long time at the gas station just to get the gas that much cheaper. Now, it has moderated some, but um, it, w when the price of gas and diesel go up and the cost of delivering foods uh, in refrigerated trucks to the grocery stores go up, people really feel that in, in their pocketbook. And they'll, they'll vote accordingly. You'll see a swing vote. We didn't see it really come to fruition in the midterms. Um, and I would say that um, President Joe Biden feels quite fortunate uh, because all indicators in all polls, and I think James will agree, it, you know, looked like there was going to be a red wave, but instead it was kind of a red trickle. Um, we'll see what happens in 2024. Uh, I think that um, if you poll people on the street, even those who are Democrat, they may like to see somebody new. Um, other than President Joe Biden, just given his age and, uh, you know, some of his missteps. Uh, there's, you know, public reports all the time about his cognitive uh, mm. health uh, and is, is that in decline. Um, but I, I think the problem for the Democratic Party may be they don't seem to have a deep enough bench um, to replace Joe Biden. But if they wanted to, a couple of rock stars right away, I'm giving the, uh, the Democrats the, the, uh, the names. But if you put Michelle Obama at the top of a ticket, and you put young Joe Kennedy III as vice president, I don't know that you could stop that kind of a ticket. You'd have a generational, um, a woman of color, um, mm. who, who herself is a celebrity and, and just uh, great intellect. 
So yeah, 2024 is going to be very exciting. And some of the polling that James mentioned, I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see, does that carry over in the uh, 2024 yeah. presidential? Notice votes. you put two Irish names in there. Obama, yeah. apostrophe, Obama, yes. and then a Kennedy. Well, Joe, we're going to do an event with Joe Kennedy tonight, <laughs> yeah. so I'll have to ask him a little bit about this. Um, James, I mean, the idea that, I, well, perception is reality to a degree, but just because people are worried about democracy being undermined doesn't necessarily mean it's being undermined. Are they right to be worried? Yes, they are. Um, there is a, a, there, there was an interesting poll out earlier this week from the Wall Street Journal, which is a leading newspaper, of course, in America. And it found a changing America. It found America where uh, patriotism um, has nosedived um, from like 70% to 30%. People wanting to have fewer babies, uh, people feeling less connected. I think what it's really getting at is an America that is disconnected, and the pandemic was a huge part of that, and lonely. Uh, we do not, we see people as uh, stereotypes because they're online or whatever else, and less as humans who are complicated with, you know, backstories. And with that it becomes distrust. And so uh, consistently you have election deniers uh, who say, you know, even though there's absolutely no evidence, it's not just Donald Trump. Uh, but it's now like a, considered a win if a candidate loses and says, I lost. Uh, that's where we're at. And so I think for people, there is a concern about where this is headed and the fact that Donald Trump is, is still in politics. And that's not a partisan statement, by the way. Many Republicans would reject, most Republicans would reject um, his election denying. Mike, his, my, former Vice President Mike Pence does it as well. Um, that has been a concern about the, the state of democracy in America and what that means in relationship to its competition around the world with China. Jerry? Well, as former President Bill Clinton once famously said, there's nothing wrong with America that can't be fixed by what is right with America. In and 1993. I, yeah, and I'm, <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm more optimistic. I'm more optimistic. Yes, we have our problems here in America. Uh, chief among them is um, addressing mental health issues. Whenever you see a mass shooting, whether it's in a movie theater or at a mall or this latest one in mm -hmm. Tennessee, um, people with mental health issues are crying out for help and either they're going undiagnosed or they're not treated and we, we see um, what happens. We see the office. Now, you know we have mental health issues and they have them in France and they have them oh, in the UK everywhere. and they have them in Germany, yeah. but people are not shooting up schools. Yeah, the access to guns is an issue. And I, I would say as, as now a registered Republican, somebody who used to be a Democrat, um, that we do need to tighten up the gun laws. But we also need to tighten up our border because the guns are coming in with the drugs. Uh, one of the biggest problems that people don't talk about is that close to 100,000 people die. And I would say they're poisoned, not necessarily overdosing, on fentanyl. And China, uh, the precursors for fentanyl are coming from China into the Mexican drug cartels. We have a major problem, and it's not just an immigration issue, you know, people flooding over the border. And look, as a son of immigrants, I get it. People want to come to America, and we want to welcome people in an orderly way um, to live the American dream and enrich our culture. But right now, we have total chaos. Uh, our borders are out of control, and the drugs are just flooding into this country. It's, yeah. it's a major problem, and it's got, to, it's got to stop because all of our kids are at risk. Uh, James, we're, we're kind of tight on time, but I, I do want – if can you – give our listeners just a, a sense of the, the fentanyl problem, because everything you've mentioned so far, people will be familiar with to different degrees or another. There's just so much exposure in Ireland to kind of to the news and politics from the States, as you'd imagine. Fentanyl, though, is something that kind of 
has avoided us to a degree as a story, but it's huge here. Yeah, uh, here's two really sobering statistics, and I'll, I know we're short on time. The number one leading cause of death for children in the United States is gun violence. It's not car accidents, it's not anything else, it's gun violence. The leading cause of death for folks between 18 and 30-something is fentanyl, or it's drugs. Um, you can, that, can take in, that can take place in many different forms, mm. uh, but it's, that has been the leading cause of death. That is how big of a deal, and I agree with you, while it may not um, be a big of a deal around the, around the world in terms of understanding this in America, it's also been subdued in America as well. We, we, we were all in on opioids a few years ago. Every governor, every president had something on it. Fentanyl has went under the cover, and the China element is very real. And I, I wonder if that is the one, it's the one piece of the bipartisan support is uh, how to curb China's influence in the United States. Well, listen, uh, I thank you both for, for coming into sure. studio and for taking the time. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, James Pendle is National Political Reporter for the Boston Globe and Jerry McDermott, Executive Director of the Irish Cultural uh, Centre. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.